listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. So I walk into this bar and this guy says to me, hey, what are you doing here with the pig under your arm? And I said, hey, he's my friend. And then I said, Hollywood, what's going on, Hollywood? <laughs> oh, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Dude, I got no clue what I'm talking about. I just start talking. You know how it is. I got you. I got you. Hey, we're back normal. Hey, normal we are for... back normal. Rock and yeah. Pod is in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Yeah, back to normal. Got a bunch of interviews coming up in the next few months. And God, man, it's been piling up on us, dude. Yeah, it's a, it's nice to have them, though, right? Because we like doing themed episodes, like doing interviews, kind of sprinkle in a little bit of both. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, that's our thing. A little bit of interviews, a little bit of theme, a little bit of interviews, a little bit of theme. That's how we roll up in here. So Podchaser's been good to us. We got a bunch of reviews on Podchasers. Keep those Podchaser reviews and ratings coming. We do read them, I promise you. What else is new? Anything new? No, nothing really. I uh, Just working and stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, look, let's not spare any time because we got a lot of stuff to get to. This episode is all about hopefully turning people on to the band Eclipse, who you and I both love. Eclipse, not the car, but the band from Sweden. Am I right? That's right. Now, how did you how did you run into these guys? Because I know you didn't fly to Sweden. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't fly to Sweden. So, so this is when I kind of uh, am at my best. I look around and I look for opportunity, my friend. And I saw opportunity knocking on the door in the form of Eclipse from Sweden actually coming to the city of Atlanta. And I was like, holy crap, these guys are going to be in the town I live. I got to find a way to have an interview with these guys because they're never here in the States. And so I got in contact with them. They were coming to the States to play one show at Power Prog USA. Now, this is a progressive metal like four-day festival here in Atlanta that happens every year. And every year, it literally sells out. I mean, it's extremely popular. People love this thing. And you know me, I'm not that big of a progressive power metal kind of guy. I mean, that's just not really my thing, so to speak. But every year, they have two or three bands that I don't necessarily consider progressive power metal. Last year or the year before, I think they had Saxon and Armored Saint. This year, they had uh, Doro and they had Eclipse uh, and Sons of Apollo were also playing this year, which Sons of Apollo is a little bit of a progressive metal band, I guess you would consider, but they were playing this year as well. So uh, when I saw Eclipse was on the bill, I was like, holy shit, I got to get a hold of these guys and see if they'll be willing to sit down with me. And lo and behold, they were willing to sit down with me. It was awesome. And you didn't just get one. You ended up getting four of the guys or three of the guys. So, so originally my request was to sit down with Eric Martinson. 
Eric, of course, is one of the main guys in Eclipse. And he's also, you know, in bands with Jeff Scott Soto in Wet. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to get his grown-up rock story because I thought he'd be an interesting individual to sit down and talk to. And Eric was kind enough to share his time, but not only did he share his time, he bought along with him his guitar player, Magnus, and the drummer, Philip. And so I sat down with all three of them. Uh, so I got three-fourths of the band Eclipse uh, on this interview, which I'm totally stoked about. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, because I don't think I've heard the other two ever get interviewed. Yeah, I mean, they just don't get over to the States very often. I mean, we've gone through that before. It's expensive for those bands to get over here when nobody really knows who they are over here, you know? Uh, but part of our mantra here at Grown Up Rock is... Uh, we'll turn you on to the classics you forgot about, but we're also going to turn you on to stuff that we uh, are digging these days. And you and I certainly both love Eclipse. I think uh, they were on your top 10 list of 2017, were they not? Oh, yeah. Momentum Rocks. Are you kidding me? That that album was amazing. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, we're both huge fans. Why not get them on Growing Up Rock and find out their story? Uh, and so that's exactly what we did. And, uh, you know, they gave us, they gave us 35 to 40 minutes and, uh, we had a great time uh, talking to those guys, but unfortunately I have to bring up a point that I literally dropped the ball on this interview. So the interview is great, but I screwed up royally, dude. And I only hope that the band and the listeners forgive me, but I'll go ahead. I'll take the plunge. I'll fall on the sword right now. So originally I had prepped for this interview to interview Eric Martinson. That was the only guy I thought I was going to be interviewing. I ended up sitting down with three of them. So Philip, the drummer and Magnus, the guitar player. Well, because of our friend Greg Mangus in Nashville. <laughs> who we Poor had, guy's getting blamed. He didn't even do nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just being truthful. So my friend Greg Mangus up in Nashville, who we just had spent the weekend with previously in Rock and Pod. I don't know whether it was his name was stuck in my head or what, but the guitar player Magnus was referred to as Mangus several times by me in this interview. And I apologize profusely. It was literally just a complete flip on my part. And so I admit it. And they never corrected me on it the entire interview, not even after the interview was over. They never, maybe they just thought, oh, this dumb American guy, that's how they produce, or that's how they pronounce uh, Magnus. But his name is Magnus, not Mangus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, the Swedes are so nice. They didn't even have the heart to tell you um, that's not his name, dude. So, hashtag Magnus, not Mangus. <laughs> it's a great interview anyway. Don't yeah, worry about exactly. it. Exactly. What are you gonna do about it? But at least at least I at least I cop to it up front. 
Uh, you can listen out for it because they're probably calling Mangus maybe eight times throughout this interview, but that's all right. <laughs> um, the interview had some great content, though. I mean, you guys talk about um, how Clip started. He's a big uh, ACDC fan, so that's kind of cool. I love uh, – he's a producer, and in the interview, he brings up how to get guitars to sound great. So uh, for the listener, key, key into that because there's a lot of people out there that believe you need to layer 18, 19 different guitar parts to get the guitar sound right, and uh, he gives you a better way to do that. Yeah, and I mean that's one of the things we talked about. That's one of the reasons I like Eclipse so much is that uh, their albums sound massive. Uh, yeah. and they record all those at his home studio, which is an actual real studio. You hear us talk about that a little bit in his home. And, and so, um, that's pretty cool. We'll save it. We also have a special appearance from, uh, somebody very cool that, uh, pops in on the interview for just a split second, which was really kind of cool and unexpected, but that was also pretty cool. Yeah, so it's a great interview. So before we get to this interview, after we get done with this interview, Sonny, we're going to go through kind of maybe our top two or three uh, Eclipse songs and play a little music after this interview, right? Yeah, I think we're going to do top three each. And, uh, you know, it's kind of our top three today because, you know, that stuff changes. But uh, some of this music is not readily available everywhere. Like you can go find it if you really, really want to find it. But you might not know where to start. And uh, a lot of the times when I'm starting out with a band or just starting to listen to them like you did the other day, you, you're trying to give Goddard a chance and you're like, what CD do I start with to try to get an idea of who they are? We want to give you some tunes that you can start with to find an idea of what Eclipse is all about. Yeah, that's right. So check out this interview. You'll see what the band is all about. And then, of course, as soon as we're done with this interview, Sonny and I will turn you on to some of the music and some of the places to start. We'll also put links to their music in our show notes so you guys uh, can go pick up these records as soon as you're done hearing exactly how awesome this band is. So take a listen to this interview and we will get back with you right afterwards. Hello, this is Eric Martinson and Philip Krusner and Magnus Henriksson from Eclipse and you're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with Steven and Hollywood. Turn it up. Eric, welcome to the Growing Up Rock Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And you are kind enough to bring some of your bandmates along. Yeah. Who all do we have here? I'll pass on the microphone to Philip Krusner. Here I am, a drummer in Eclipse, and uh, to my right, I have Magnus. My name is Magnus, I play guitar. And it's important to point out that we're missing a Mangus, who's the bass player. So we got two Manguses in this band, yeah. which is pretty cool. So Eric, you picked up your mom's acoustic guitar to get started playing guitar, is that correct? That's correct. You, you did your homework. I yeah, did. That's correct. Yeah. Was your mom a musician then? No, she just played. Uh, she sang in, in some choir, and she played a little guitar when she was younger, but not a musician at all. Any other musicians in your family? No, my my dad is probably one of the most non-musical person I've ever met. He's so he was he's so non-musical. It's just unbelievable. So no rhythm at all then. Uh, he had a rhythm, but he, he couldn't he couldn't sing a melody even if he, he had a gun to his head. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what drove you then to practice and to continue honing your craft, so to speak? A, a friend of mine, I got an ACDC record called Flick of the Switch. I've been listening to hard rock from when I was, I have a, I have a three-year-older brother and yep. he listened to hard rock. So I, listened, I grew up listening to hard rock. But for me, it was, it was just sounds and just hard rock sound. Uh, I couldn't kind of hear the inv- individual instruments. But when I heard Flick of the Switch, that's the first time I actually could spot the guitar. Yeah. So that's kind of, wow, this is really cool. And then this kind of was a spark that made me want to play guitar. So ACDC then it was for you early yeah, it on. Yeah, still is. Yeah. How about you guys? I started listening to Accept, ACDC, Metallica, all those kinds of bands. And uh, I think it was when I first saw show with metallica i decided to oh i gotta do this i gotta do this yeah and i always loved the drums and uh, you know so it was uh after that show i never looked back actually. was drums the first thing for you then yeah. instrument wise yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i like hitting hitting stuff so yeah, yeah. you like hitting stuff <laughs> yeah. drove your parents crazy yeah, i'm yeah, sure exactly yeah yeah <laughs> how about you mangus uh, i started out listening to the old american rock and roll music from the 50s and 60s and Gradually progressed into heavier stuff, like ACDC, not very different from Eric, and I still listen to him, so yeah. that's um, band ever. Was there a particular moment early in your life as a, as a youngster, was there a particular moment that you either saw something on TV or heard something that kind of flipped the switch for you and you were like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freaking learn how to do this? Uh, yeah, we had a, sh- a TV show in Sweden in the beginning of the 80s called Rockrullen. Like the reel of rock. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they all had all this good uh, 60s music. So that's what I was listening to every week. Yeah. Can you pinpoint a particular band or album? Uh, Chuck Berry. Chuck all the Berry. Chuck Berry stuff. Yeah, that was the best. Which is early stuff. Oh, yeah. And Elvis. And a lot of that stuff, I think, over in Europe, a lot of that stuff is kind of behind the times, right? Because... Hi, Jeff. Don't believe a word. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. Jeff Scott Soto. Hey. Hello. Don't believe these Swedes. They're a bunch of liars. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, brother. How are you doing? I have to say hi on the mic. We can we can do a wet reunion in a little while if you want. Uh, how much you got? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you guys when you're done. Yeah, see. So what I was saying was Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, stuff like that, where it was huge in America in the '60s and things like that. I think it took it either took a little while to make its way over to Europe, or it was still popular in Europe even after the '60s. I mean, that's kind of my recollection when I was over there. Is that true or not true? Uh, it was very popular in the '60s and '70s. My, my dad played in a band and played that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So that's where I got the guitar playing, the interesting guitars from. So Okay, fair enough. Eric. Yes. Well, really, this goes to you and Mangus since you both started the band. But uh, how did the band Eclipse get started? Well, the short story is I, I went to a music school in Stockholm, but uh, I made a demo with a, you know, I, I, I wrote a, a couple of songs, made a demo and sent it out to different record labels. You know, I hadn't, like you do when you're a kid. Right. And uh, after a week, I got a phone call from an English label. They wanted to sign it and make a record with me. And I was like, wow, uh, that's great. But 
I just uh, got a panic and I was like, Magnus, can you help me write songs? Because he was also in the same school and so he was. You yeah. guys, you guys went to school together. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, like a music school and uh, yeah, so I, I really needed someone to help me out to you know write songs and you know, I had no idea. I had no idea what to do or whatever. You know? So even though you started out on guitar and you, we should mention you're you're kind of a multi instrumental guy, right? You play bass. You play guitar. Yeah, but it's extremely related, so it's... Yeah, well, that's true, but you're a singer in this band. You're a bass player in Wet, right? I play guitar in Wet. Oh, and you play bass. guitar in Wet. It, 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 it kind of differs, but I play guitar yeah, as well. Okay. Yep. I mainly see myself as a guitar player. But you didn't feel like you were a good enough guitar player without bringing in our friend Mangus over here? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, he was... Far better than me on lead guitar. Right. Yeah. So you want it to basically put the best best effort forth and get everything sounding right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That that might be a little bit of the producer in you, right? Because you produce I as guess. well. Uh, yeah, a, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how did you and Jeff, who just visited us, how did you and Jeff Scott Soto get hooked up for wet? Uh, Jeff was in a Swedish band called Talisman uh, mm-hmm. back in the in the 90s uh, from the 90s and onwards yeah. and um, yeah, I met him with Marcel Jacob the bass player who had together yeah, and I met them a couple of times in Stockholm okay. before before Wet this was way before I think I think Jeff was I don't know he was on the he was seeing us at Pub Anchor sometime he has seen us live at some point and it was Anyway, um, so we, we, we met a couple of times before, and then uh, Frontiers Records, our record label, set us up together. Maybe you should you know, do something together. And well, that's you know, how WET that, started. Kind of. That brings me to an interesting question, which is you've had a pretty long career with, with Frontiers at this point. You've yeah. had a relationship with them for now 15 years, I think. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Seraphina is doing some awesome things in carrying the flag for hard rock and metal is there anything i mean is there any kind of special relationship you have with him yeah yeah as i said we've been working together for 15 years so we we know each other really well and he's been giving me a lot of work and i've been giving him a bunch of great songs so i think we have a good relationship working with different projects and i've been writing writing for every a lot of different artists had everything from giant to was it called Revolu- Revelation Saints? Revolution Saints. Revolution Saints. Saints uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and and other stuff, you know. Really? Yeah. So. so I didn't I didn't know that you were uh, supplying Revolution Saints with some of the stuff. That's pretty cool because that's three or four songs on the first album. That's some uh, some good stuff they there. Did, they actually did a cover of an Eclipse song. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you guys write, do you write together as a unit, or do you? mainly hash out uh melodies and and maybe riffs on a guitar and bring it to the rest of them and say hey here's some ideas i have how does that it kind how of does y'all's writing it work? kind of depends it's, it's different i love writing with others and when when it's come to when it comes to clips it's magnus and me that's right yeah the most of the part but then we have, we even have outside writers as well we just write with people we like and just you know making the best possible songs is the goal and the, the fans don't really care who writes what it's just getting good songs that's the main purpose do you think in terms of because you're writing so many great courses and really good melodies eclipse has amazing melodies amazing courses really good melodic rock but when you're writing because you're writing for so many different projects whether it's wet whether it's um revolution saints like you said or eclipse 
do you have to get in a certain headspace to do that kind of writing? Or do you, are you like, okay, this song is definitely an eclipse song. This song is definitely a wet song, you know? It, it, sometimes like that. When you write, when you start writing, you, you can always follow the inspiration. Uh, and, and sometimes it's like, this sounds really eclipse. Then I put it aside for eclipse. But usually I have a, you know, when you, when you do something, you got to have a goal w- with what you do. So if, if you, if, if it's wet I'm writing for, that's a mode I'm kind of getting into and I try to aim for. Yeah. yeah. So usually when it's time to write a, a wet song, it's that is the direction I will go for. It, w- it will not sound like an Eclipse song when I'm finished. It will sound like a wet song. Same thing with Eclipse. Yeah. How did... Um, you guys don't play the States much. Is this... How how often have you played the States? Well, I move over to Philip. How many times have you played the States? Yeah. Uh, three times, is it? Is it the fourth? Maybe fourth time. Yeah, yeah. Well, third time. Yeah. Uh, well, we played a couple of times, I guess. Uh, we would uh, obviously uh, love to come here more often, but uh, well, yeah, it takes a lot of work to building up this, the 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 whole fan base and whatnot in in the U.S. And uh, we have a really really good thing going on in Europe. And um, to me, it would it would be stupid to to start another thing right away. We should definitely focus on Europe first, and then maybe come here. You know, but we love coming here every time. And uh, like this, flying out here to Atlanta and, and play here is fantastic. Yeah. So let's see if we can do it more often every year. Has uh, everything you guys have done in the states thus far been festival type situations? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's usually the only opportunity. I mean, uh, we talked a little bit off mic about the state of rock and roll in the, uh, in America. And it's, it's desperate at this point in time. I mean, you don't get on rock radio and rock radio plays the same three songs from, uh, yeah. Led Zeppelin, ACDC that yeah. we've all heard. But, uh, as rock and roll fans and you guys are clearly rock and roll fans, um, we appreciate so much more, especially from really huge catalogs from bands like ACDC and Zeppelin and whatever, Metallica, etc. Um, so it's really hard for not only a European band, but even a band that's here in the States to make any headway. Uh, so we rely now more and more on these festivals that are happening. Yeah. Mangus, how did you guys get hooked up with the Monsters of Rock Cruise? Because this is something we're really excited about. Yeah, they've had a lot of requests for us coming there uh, over the years. So I think it finally rubbed off on the promoter. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but we, we haven't had any relations with them whatsoever. So it's just fan demand, really. I know my co-host, uh, Hollywood Pooney and myself, uh, bought a ticket on, uh, next year's Monsters of Rock cruise pretty much because Eclipse was on there. First of all, that was way before this thing in Atlanta was going to happen. So, uh, I was like, you know, this band's never coming to the States. I may never see them. Here's my opportunity to see them, you know, and, it's not like I get over to Sweden every day. Uh, it doesn't happen, but uh, as much as I would love to, it just doesn't happen. So I was really excited about that. I think probably it just, it's very expensive. People don't realize, you know, they go, well, hey, why isn't Eclipse playing 
over in the States every other day. I don't think people really understand the amount of money that's involved, even to bring you guys over here for this one show here in Atlanta is probably pretty expensive on both sides of the fence and the same for Monsters of Rock. Just it costs money and we don't got a lot of it. So yeah. Uh, what are you looking uh, most forward to playing here in uh, the States? And when, when was the last time you guys played the States? How long uh, has that been? That was 2016 okay. in Chicago at a small festival. Uh, but other than that, nothing. And so now, now you've got the newest record out, Momentum, which was last year. That's right. And I think you made our top 10 of the year at the end of the year, 2017. Cool. Thank you very much. Uh, so we thought it was a really good record. We're excited. I'm excited especially to hear some of this stuff live. Uh, Eric. Yes. Uh, so Nordic Union, wet, eclipse, ammunition, etc. I got to ask you, do you say no to anything? I do say no to a lot of things. Do so you? yeah. <laughs> tell tell us the approach that you take a project versus a band situation. Well, Eclipse is a, is a proper project and a, a proper band because we are we are all playing live. <laughs> you got that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, I think. it was. It was no, but it's, Eclipse is the main band. We are playing live. We are the real deal. When, I, when we when we write music for Eclipse, it's the music I love. It's the we just go the direction we want to go. When it's for wet or. Nordic Union, of course, we can take our own direction of what to write songs and what to do, but we don't we don't play live much. We have never played live with Nordic Union at all. We're gonna do some wet shows. We have done a few wet shows. Maybe we do some in the future. Yeah, when it eclipses the main band, that is the kind of the yeah that's the real the, deal. That's the main focus. Yeah. Uh, so we talked a little bit off mic about the rock scene in Sweden. Melodic rock was really dead for a while. So how do you guys think that? it recovered because i mean from what it appears here to us um the rock scene in sweden is very strong right now so what was the main cause of that because america really needs to figure out a way to kind of follow that blueprint from your perspective kids growing up yeah yeah uh, it might be the kids who are growing up checking out their parents old record collections yeah because there are a lot of rockers in sweden and uh, the audience audience is getting younger yeah yeah it's, it's, it's a whole new breed of you know rock bands coming out and, and we people think that it's going to be rock on rock and roll on radio everywhere in sweden but we just have that kind of same billboard kind of crappy music on every radio station just commercial radio stations playing and the rock station are just playing the same old free songs just as you say so we have that situation is exactly the same in sweden but i think there's a, a huge underground scene with rock bands and we have a long tradition of great rock bands you know everything from you know from the 70s and onwards and pop music and everything so i think great good bands make other bands want to be, be good as well so uh, everyone is kind of influencing each other to be the better the best band at the moment yeah because you guys can go over there and i mean you guys yeah sweden's your home base but you guys can play much larger venues in sweden and do really well in sweden and then in europe in general versus something over here in the states which is like just null and void except for festivals and things like this yeah well europe is the stronghold for hard rock and heavy metal and yeah. death metal and you know all, all this kind of rock music it's it is it's actually working really well it's it's still not on the mainstream radio or anything at all but it's a it's a lot of people enjoying it and you know that's 
so many rock festivals over in Europe. It's just ridiculous. Right. Yeah. You produce uh, as well. We talked a little bit about that. You have a home studio? Yeah, I have a proper studio. A proper studio. Yeah. And so the definition of proper studio is the real deal, right? It's real deal. Yeah. yeah. What was the last band you worked with in that studio? The last, yeah, it's Nordic Union. Oh, I just it? I just uh, completed uh, the Nordic uh, Union album. Yeah. There. And now we started working on a, on a new Eclipse album. But I'm doing mixes as well in... Uh, for other bands as well. And so, so is the Eclipse record already recorded and now you're just No, no, yes, it? writing it. Okay, you're just yeah, now writing yeah, we're it. trying to you know, come up with something great. So it'll be it'll be 2019 before we see that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're thinking about, for this episode, putting together our top five Eclipse songs, uh, my co-host and I. I. I presented the idea to him. I said, hey, we're having a great chat with the guys in Eclipse. Why don't we make a top five episode out of this? Because, you know, I, I never want to ask a musician what their top five songs are from their own band because it's like basically asking them to pick their children. Uh, <laughs> well, but, well. <laughs> Not exactly, but it's it, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to, to you know. It it's hard for you guys to ever pin anything up. And usually, when we do, people love top five lists. They love it. Like when we do a top five list of any band, it gets more downloads than anything else we ever do. And so, people for whatever reason love these top lists. So basically, what we do is we go, "Hey, this is our top five songs at this minute." Because it changes constantly for you, for us. Are you guys kind you of should, the same You should way? make a top five, and then you should just ask the band, are we right or wrong? Oh, oh, are we right or wrong? Well, that's the beautiful thing about music. There is no right or wrong. It's how you're feeling at the time. I like the heavier stuff. Yep. My co-host my co-host likes heavy stuff too, but he's he's much more of a melodic fan than I he's am. He's more into the punk and, pink and fluffy style. He likes some of the ballads and stuff. He definitely likes some of the ballads and stuff. What what was one of the things? So one of the things I have to ask you is is this. So on the Monsters of Rock cruise, uh, will you and Jeff play together? Uh, and if so, um, one request is one love off the first record. Well, you have to come as, f to find out. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we already bought our tickets, yeah, so we'll yeah, be there. Yeah. So if fans want to find out, they have to either watch YouTube the day after <laughs> or uh, be on the cruise. Or, or tune in to the Grown Up Rock podcast where we'll capture it live. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. We, we don't have anything planned. Yeah. But, uh, no. Who knows what's going to happen? Jeff is here tonight as well. Uh, I, I don't see it happening, no, though. It. Have any of you guys ever taken part in a Monsters of Rock cruise, or is this going to be the first cruise for you guys as well? I played the 70,000 Tons of Metal uh, Did you? cruise yeah, but a couple of years ago. And was that as uh, as part of Eclipse or something else? Something else. Yeah. What, what was uh, that for? Uh, Fatal Smile. Okay. Yeah, uh, 2014, 15, something like that. So that you, was fun. So you kind of know what to expect because yeah, I'm imagining yeah, yeah. it's basically the, yeah, same, it's the same type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys will put on a show in one of the uh, venues, and then um, we'll meet up the next morning at the breakfast buffet exactly, and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Hangover and, and trying to eat some eggs, listening to Slayer loud as hell. It's it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It is now, crazy. Now my understanding is uh, after all the shows are done at two o'clock in the morning the thing to do is hang out in the karaoke bars and watch drunk rock stars do karaoke yeah, yeah, yeah. eric yeah. is that on the I've list i've done that <laughs> you've done that mangus has done that 
But I heard a funny funny story about the seventy thousand tons of metal cruise. Yeah. Like the fir- first year, they ran out out of beer before leaving. Yeah, it was just like an hour or two. They well, you know, usually wow. these cruises are just old people, yeah. and, and you know they're not drunks as us. So it's you know, but and they had to know what they were getting into. Like, well, you, uh, you, you never know. And second year, it was they just had left the docks and then out of beer and then third year they i think they ran out of beer after first day or so and i was there the fourth year yeah. i think and then it was like oh no we got it covered this time <laughs> so uh yeah have any of you guys because we talked about it a little bit earlier we're all pretty big music fans we love who we love have any of you guys geeked out over meeting one of your musical heroes? I don't think so, right? I usually don't want to go up and talk to, you know, if, if I'm just a fan of the band, if I have no connection to them or whatever, it's just, I try, not, I try to avoid it. But we met Def Leppard a couple of years ago. We played at the same festivals. When yeah. We were in the same backstage area. Yeah. So I really wanted to meet them. So I just had to get courage. I drank a lot of beer just to, you know, get the courage to go there. And then they were, when they were leaving from the backstage area, I just had to go there. So it was fun. So yeah, we, have, we have pictures with them. Who did you meet? All oh, of them? Yeah, the whole band. Yeah. yeah. Was there one of them in particular that you were excited to meet? No, yes. Yeah. The whole the band as a whole. And yeah. I met Slayer a couple... It was last year. Yeah. Two, it was two years ago, I met Slayer. Two years ago, I met Slayer. That was fun as well. And so how, how does that go down? Hi, my name's Eric. I play in a band, Eclipse. I love you guys. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Basically? Yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, you are... Yeah. Yeah, again, yeah it's, it's ridiculous. And But... I usually try to avoid it, but some bands you just, you know, I love Slayer, and if Slayer's, I just got to do it. Really? I got to do it. <laughs> wow. And is that, do you think that it's, um, I mean, with you guys, is it part, oh, uh, you know, I kind of, I'm in the business, so I kind of want to stay cool and be cool, but at the same time, I, I mean, I would think that's a real struggle. It is a struggle for me because I sit down with bands I love, like Eclipse or like, Jeff Scott Soto or um, Steve Stevens from Billy Idol's band. I sit down with these artists, and even if it's on the phone or something, you know, there's that there's that line where I don't want to geek out. I want to get a really good story. I want to get a put a really good product out. But at the same time, music has done so much for me over the course of my life, you know, and still does. Right? It still gives gives to me. So it's important to me that I fly the flag high for for people that are just trying to be heard i mean because at the end of the day you're just trying to be be heard unless you're bruce springsteen or somebody that you know doesn't have to worry about it you try to be heard so is that a thin line you walk is that is that you know part of the thing where you kind of struggle with wanting to just go up and i just want i don't want to bother people but yeah. at the same time you can just look at yourself if if people are approaching me as i like uh my name is blah blah blah. i love your band it is you know it's it's an honor yeah. that people you know want an autograph or just take a picture it's just something to be really proud of that people actually care so i think even the big stars they react the same and the funny thing is Almost everyone, when you meet them, they're really, really nice. Yeah. So most of, most people you meet in this business is really nice. Even the biggest rock stars are. You know, yeah. They take the time and the talk and they, you know, they're decent people. You know, observation's been made a lot about the size of the artist. So um, people say that really artists that are really huge, like the Springsteens and Def Leppards and stuff, 
Those folks are usually, they're comfortable with their celebrity and they're very cool. And then the smaller bands that you meet are usually the same, very cool, very, um, you know, happy to greet you. It's the ones that are stuck in the middle that are kind of sort of famous, but not all the way there. So they're in that middle plane, right? The, the, not the A bands, not the C bands, but the B bands. Those are the ones that struggle with being cool. I don't know if that's true. It's just, I've, I've heard that comment a couple of times now. Yeah, but, um, uh, I know I'm not cool. So it's just, for me, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've given up on that. How about you, Philip? Anybody you geeked out over? No, not really. Um, no, okay. I don't think, no, well, I've never met a Lars Ulrich. Yeah. But when I do, I'm probably going to geek out a l- little yeah. bit. Yeah. A little bit. Mangus? I met Ingmar Malmsteen a couple of times, and I was totally geeked out. I was hey, Ingmar, you're the best. Was he cool and, uh, to he, you? He was really cool. He was really? very nice. Yeah, he was. I, I know he can... He's got a li- lot of different stories uh, <laughs> going on uh, about him, but he was re- super cool. That's uh, awesome. We I brought a guitar, and he signed it. And said, hey, cool guitar, man. And... I told him, uh, I've been listening to your music since you started out. And he just told me, oh, well, God bless fans like you, man. Yeah. He was, he was super cool. And we yeah. didn't, we didn't, I don't know if you mentioned, what is, what is your main, uh, guitar influence? Uh, well, Ingve obviously yeah. had been a huge influence, uh, as far as shredders go. So Ingve, Michael Schenker, yeah. Ulion Roth, John Norum from Europe is a big favorite of mine. Yeah. You know. Great. Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, I want to mention here when we talk about Eclipse and the albums, and, and maybe this is the producer and you, but the question is, your records sound really good. Like, sonically, they sound great. The guitar sound, the drums, the vocals, everything sounds really great. The production, a little bit, if I had a pinpoint, reminds me of like... Almost kind of White Snake '87 record that production. The the guitars like John Sykes's guitars on that record, probably one of my favorite guitar tone sounds. It just sounds like so thick. Can you? I mean, yeah, is that you, you? You nailed it. You know, the '87 album has always been a role model for us when it comes to production. Maybe not sonically every time, but it's kind of the the kind of the um, the, the bombastic sound is just. It's so overdoing it. Yeah. It's just so too much of everything. And I, I love that kind of approach to, you know, the guitars are just, it's in your face. It's just everything is just too much. Too much reverb on the drums, too much of everything. It's just, are the guitars layered? I mean, is that, is that how you get I that think, sound? Uh, is, I don't think they're, they're really layered. I think it just, no, I don't think it's just a left, left, right guitar. It just sounds so thick. Yeah. I think the, the, the key, the, the key to get a, great guitar sound is to have a really great guitar sound and just make it louder yeah yeah just make a few just take two and just make them louder instead of just some bands they can just record 20 tracks of guitars for me it makes no sense it just makes it blurry and unfocused awesome do a little and make it good fantastic job fantastic studio fantastic job so i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up because you guys are gonna get to your autograph signing but before i wrap this up i'm gonna have fun here and do a little bit of a lightning round are you guys familiar with what a lightning round is not not really i am are you i'm gonna ask you some quick questions you don't overthink it just just go for it all right all right all right all right so favorite eclipse song to play live uh uh, jaden black rain black rain 
Black Rain. Ah, yeah. All right. Um, band or artist you want to see live in 2018? So any band or artist you want to see I this I want to see live. Uh, uh, quick, answer. quick answers. ACDC. Def Leppard. Uh, Halloween. Halloween. All right. Name two Desert Islands albums you take with you. So you get two albums, take to a Desert Island. Which I, two? I'll take eight to seven with Whitesnake. Absolutely. And I'll take Power Rage with ACDC. Um... Let There Be Rock with ACDC and uh, first Yngwie album. Okay. I'm going to stick out here. Uh, City of Evil with uh, Evan Sevenfold and and, uh, Master Puppets. Okay. It should be noted that um, Philip passed it to Mangus and tried to uh, (laughs) pass it off. So we're going to actually deduct points for that. uh, (laughs) Minus one. (laughs) Um, Last album you purchased or downloaded, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Last album I downloaded. What was that? Or purchased? We have Spotify a lot in Sweden, so you know everything. You don't have to download anything anymore. You can yeah. just listen to it for free. What's almost. the last record you saved? I saved uh, n- the Nordic Union recently. I, s- I, I, it was Bach. It was what? Johann Sebastian Bach. Okay. Yeah, it was classical music. That was the last. Okay, one. fair yeah. enough. It was actually. Uh um, I was mowing my lawn back home, and it was actually the first wet album. I have never heard the first it. first wet record? Yeah, it's like yeah. We, we always talk about when I never heard it. Yeah. So, so I got it. Okay, I got to check this out. Now you know it sucks. Yeah, I was just, I hey, always said it sucked. But Sonny, it was like a, I didn't say that. Yeah. That was Eric. So I want to point out <laughs> that the fact that uh, what is the song that you love? Uh, 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 yeah, so... One love, Eric's not playing that tune because he said that record blows. <laughs> Mangus? Uh, the last album I bought was actually Bathory, a vinyl uh, album called Bloodfire Death. Okay. Yeah. Now hold on to the mic. Zeppelin or the Beatles? Beatles. Beatles. Uh, I, I go for Zeppelin then. Really? Yeah. That's a surprise. Yeah. I would have figured your melody sense would have come from the Beatles. Ah, they're overrated. Oh. Mm. All right. All right. All right. So sing in the shower or the car? You sing in the shower or the car? I, 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 car. Absolutely the car. And what are you singing? Uh, Whatever. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Everything. It's rock music, of course. Not my own song. Yeah. I'll probably sing along to some record. Uh, Yeah. yeah, He's, he's winking at me and he's mouthing in sync. Eric, is that true? Yeah. I usually go for something I can't sing. I usually go for some like Halloween or something. When yeah. I, I, when I can't, I really try to hit the high notes. To get and, really and, up and there. completely failing, yeah. <laughs> How Probably. about you, Philip? Uh, absolutely in the car. And uh, for some reason, like a bridge over troubled waters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would sing in a car as well. I never sang in the shower. I don't, I don't. It's, it's, it's a very good place to practice vocals. Yeah. yeah. The shower. What are you singing? Anything that's on the radio, if it's yeah. good. And and do you listen to rock radio pretty much, or you listen to everything? Well, uh, well, I, I I don't listen to radio much. It's just CDs or podcast. Yeah, Spotify, whatever. The grown up rock podcast. We yeah. play a lot of good music. I heard those guys yeah. are awesome. I gotta check it out. They turn sure. you on to all kinds of stuff. I don't know if they'll turn you on to Halloween, but they'll turn you on to some other good stuff. Cool. <laughs> all right. Fellas in Eclipse, Eric, Philip, Mangus, you guys have been completely awesome. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. So, uh, did you hug Jeff for me? 
Yeah, yeah. I gave Jeff a hug. Did you Did you like the fact that uh, we talked about your favorite uh, wet song? Yeah, he didn't sound like he was going to do it. He better do one love. If I run into him at the Monsters of Rock cruise having breakfast, I'm going to be all over him about it. Hey, you going to do one love or not? <laughs> I liked when we had a little bit of fun talking about how that first uh, wet record sucked. (laughs) (laughs) There's, I guarantee that Soto and Eclipse are on stage together on the Monsters Rock Cruise. They have to be. There's no way that they let that get by them. Yeah. Well, we'll try to coax them on when we get on there and try to try to get them together at some point but i'm sure they will they look like they were very friendly friendly with each other uh, in the lobby there so it's all good but what a great interview man i'm so so pleased with those guys and the time they gave me i really really appreciate uh them spending a little bit of time before that show i wished i could have seen the show but of course it was sold out and i didn't have tickets and uh they couldn't sneak me in the back door <laughs> it's got to sell out right i mean just just bringing eclipse over the pond plus work visas for a day like that's thousands and thousands of dollars you got to obviously pay them right so I can only imagine that thing's got to sell out to at least break even or make a little money. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It sells out every year, like I said. I mean, there's no – every year they have it at the same time. Every year it's four days, starts on a Wednesday, ends on a I, – I think uh, Sunday, Saturday night or Sunday it ends. And I got a couple friends that go to it every year and love it. So uh, it's very cool. They got a good footprint. Uh, some some other people should take note of that footprint as far as festivals and expos go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, yep. Cool. All right. We're going to do grown-ups of the week or no? Uh, yeah, that's true. We should do grown-ups of the week. We need to thank people for all the uh, sharing and, and helping us out and all the pod chaser reviews and some of that cool stuff. So, yeah, please carry on. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. All right, so Grown Ups of the Week, uh, let me start by saying 101 people have rated us on Podchaser um, as an overall podcast, and a bunch of people have rated some of our episodes. So if you haven't gone on podchaser.com, please do us a favor, get there. It's easy to rate us, um, and you know we would re- really, really appreciate it. Uh, here's all the folks, grownups of the week, that either shared us on Facebook or retweeted us on Twitter. And uh, you know we haven't done grownups in a while, and these folks, uh, over I would say the last five or six weeks, have shared several times. So they are Steel, Jules, EMZT's Infamous, Tony Rambo, Aaron Baker, Indie Music Zone, Rodney Dixon, Lime Link, Bill Elam, Mr. Shortstop 3, Rock the Wish 2018, HairnetRadio.com, Red Marvel Girl 21, Walt Wilson, Focus on Metal, Alan Tate, Carrie Morgan, Pick Death Abyss, Metal Van 777, Steve Reno, Popcast, Caddy Cat, Marcelo Verzi, Mike Parnell, Janet Eck, Janter Spring, Andrew Block, Jody Havnot, Rick Frio, Mr. Cole Thornton, 
Hope Greer small town mentality. Jane, 897-36921. I hope that's not your phone number. Jay Sablewski, Little Fish, Nighthawk, Andrew Jacobs, James A. Souza, Souza, Souza maybe, Bella Lowe's 1966, Dirk Sokolowski, Mark Winder 8, Music Palace Radio, Ogata, Adam Cox, David Hudson, Shawana Lee, David Cathy, Sebi Ann 21, Vinny Folletti, Repratao, I Love It Loudcast, Steve Wright, Jason Alexander, Daryl Alber, Classic Rock Drops, Eladio, Ashima Tweet, The Power Chord Channel, Digital Kill, Podcast Rock City, HK Collectibles, Dan Nation, Despel Geek, Ronald Clark, Trace Mess 469, Chris Sinzak, Tony Musalem, Fast Vinny, Peter Cessary, Courtney Cronendold, Jason Kearney, The Mooger Fuger, Victor Ruiz and the Ear Peeler, Save Rock and Metal, The Peter Principles, Jacob Cade Rocks shared us, Restrain shared us, and then good old Podchaser shared us. So thank you, thank you, thank you for getting the word out. And I think that I should also read a review um, because it's only right. So this review was left towards the end of August by, and this is a cool name, Lars Thunderfoot. So is it an American Indian? Is it a Metallica fan? Is it a combination of both? What do you think? Who knows? <laughs> uh, sounds like a porn star name. <laughs> Lars Thunderfoot? No, it yeah. doesn't. That would be like <laughs> Lars Thunder Ding Dong or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That'd be a porn Lars. star name. I Lars Thunderfoot's name. like an American Indian name is what I would think, <laughs> only from from like Denmark. <laughs> So, so Lars, Lars Thunderfoot gives us five stars, uh, and it is titled Awesome Dive into the Deep Cuts of 80s Rock. Discovered this podcast with the Dockin' Top 5 episode, my favorite band. Well done with the selections. Really cool podcast. I love discovering new old tunes and bands. I miss I missed along the way in the eighties. Keep on rocking. And that's R O K K E N with Dokken. Oh yeah. Where was that review at? Uh, it's in iTunes. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That one was in iTunes. And then, um, I would, uh, read you some of the pod chaser reviews, but for whatever reason, pod chaser is, uh, crapping out on me right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's hung up. The internet's not working. The hamster stopped running on the wheel. I have no clue. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Either way, I can't get to the reviews to read them, but we've had a ton of reviews and uh, and ratings on that, and we'll get to some of those next week. But let's uh, let's get into our Eclipse episode with some music. What do you say? Sounds good. Who's going first? Um. Well, let's see. Why don't you tell me first how you discovered Eclipse? How's that? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, all about Jeff Scott Soto. Gee, why I couldn't have figured that one out. Yeah, yeah. You know, just following his Facebook and uh, Twitter and following his website. And he says one day, I'm at an Eclipse concert. Can't believe how great these guys are. And I'm like, who the hell is Eclipse? And this was probably... 
God, I want to say maybe 10 years ago, yeah. maybe somewhere around there. Yeah. And you can't like readily find some of that stuff. So I'm like, I don't know who the hell Eclipse is. And then uh, the first music that I really heard was uh, when Are You Ready to Rock came out in 2008. Yeah. I heard it from somewhere. I heard a song or two. And I'm like, oh, those guys are pretty good. Um, and then they've been coming out with an album every, eh, I would say, two to three years. Um, they put out some deluxe editions in between. And then Wet came out which I love the wet stuff. So I'm like, okay, I got to get into these guys. Um, I was already into Talisman, obviously, because of Jeff. And uh, Eric Martinson, man, has got a great voice. And the guitar playing and the production of these albums are incredible. So that's kind of how I got into it. All right, cool. So what's uh, what's your first pick of the night then? What do you want to grace us with? There's so many. You're not going to tell us how you got into it? I will when it's time for my first pick. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, so I've got a couple of friends, including the one that I'm talking to, that is always bitching about opening tracks that suck. So I'm going to start with an opening track that does not suck. So check this out. It's called I Don't Want to Say I'm Sorry from Armageddon Eyes. Check it out. So I think the one thing I can safely say is that no matter what you pick for the most part uh, on this episode, I'm going to dig. And 
we all know how big of a fan I am of lead-off tracks, and so that's a prime example of loving a lead-off track. I don't want to say I'm sorry from Armageddon eyes. Love it. Good shit. Yeah, I love that, uh, you know, if you don't really know them, it kind of lulls you to sleep for that first 30 seconds, yeah. and then it just kicks your ass because yeah. that guitar tone is crazy good. All the tones on all their records are awesome. So when I went through to try to figure out, well, what three tunes was I going to pick for Eclipse? Because there's so many great songs. Uh, What I wanted to do is simply take a sampling from three of the records. So I I went through and I picked uh, something off of each one of the records um, that I really loved. And that's kind of how I went through deciding which songs I wanted to to showcase uh, for new listeners tonight. Um, I discovered Eclipse really kind of via the old days. And what I mean by that is back in the old days, when I used to go to the record stores, I used to thumb through records. And I think that I was no different than a lot of kids my age is you would thumb through records and what you would pick up a record based on an album cover. Right. Am I right? Right. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Uh, And so I kind of did that only it was digitally. Uh, I was going through new releases for the week on a website and new releases for the week. And I see this record and I was like, okay, that kind of looks cool. It's got two twin guitars and, and a skull and, uh, and wings. And I was like, that, that looks kind of cool. I'm all about that. So I picked up bleed and scream because I thought it was pretty cool looking. And that was the first, uh, eclipse record that I picked up and I was happy. I picked it up because it was awesome. And so I just followed suit with the rest of the records one after the other and haven't been let down yet uh, with anything that I've picked up. And so the first song I'm going to play is off of Bleed and Scream, and this is a tune called Falling Down.
that's a that's an awesome song uh you know we're gonna say that how many times now um yeah six at least right uh but i love the drums in the beginning and the verse melody is so catchy yeah it's just a kick-ass tune i mean like so many other other songs and the thing about it is the thing that i love about eclipse is Yes, their guitars are, are thick and they're, uh, the whole production is thick and they really kick your ass. But the melodies, uh, you know, it's just so, so arena rock. You know what I mean? Like it needs to be heard in a big arena on a huge stage. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. I mean, this is professional songwriting. These aren't guys that like in their garage still trying to figure out if they can make it. This This stuff is good stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you heard Eric talk about uh, his relationship with Frontiers and how he does uh, some stable writing for those guys, right? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So, all right, so my next pick. So, technically, Eclipse has five albums, five studio albums. Two you can't find anymore. So the two you can't find anymore, the first one was called The Truth and a Little More, and the second one's called Second and None. And... They probably need a re-release, but these guys are pretty smart, and I'll tell you why in a second. Then they had an album called Are You Ready to Rock in 2008, and they re-released that one six years later after they got polished up a little bit. And then, uh, of course, the other three we're going to talk about. So those first two albums, they were a lot more journey. So that first album, if you listen to stuff like Midnight Train or The Truth or Songs of Yesterday, which is all available on YouTube, but only six out of the 12 songs are available on YouTube. They're very, very AOR journey, big keyboards. It is not, does not have the guitar crunch yet. Then you get to second to none and it's a little more polished. It gets a little more crunchier. They're a little less journey, but they haven't quite found their sound yet. And then by the time they got to Are You Ready to Rock, they found the sound, but they didn't have the production that those, uh, the latest three albums have. So they go and re-release that record. My song that I'm picking here is off of Are You Ready to Rock? And technically I'm picking the 2014 version when they re-released it. And again, it's the first song off the album. This would be a hit on rock radio if rock radio gave a shit. And the song's called Breaking My Heart Again.
Yep, another great one. Dig that tune as well. And actually went back and rediscovered this record, the 2014 re-release. And there's quite a few tunes on there that I really like a lot. Yeah, they they definitely grew. Like if you listen to all this stuff sequentially, it definitely grew. They definitely grew their songwriting. And it's interesting because the other stuff that he's involved with, like Wet or Nordic Union, it doesn't all sound the same. It has the same song structure, but it doesn't have the same melody types, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think I kind of understand that. So he's definitely trying to keep it separate. Yeah. No doubt. All right, you're next. I'm next. So I'm going to move on to, uh, and and I didn't, I didn't realize this, but I kind of chose these songs in order. So the first tune I chose was from Bleed and Scream, and then I'm going to move on to Armageddon Eyes and pick a song off of that next, and then I will close out with something off of Momentum. But this uh, the song I chose off of Armageddon Eyes, I think is a little bit different for Eclipse. So the more I listen to Eclipse and and when I talk about the production and you heard me even mention the production to Eric, it kind of reminds me of that Whitesnake 87 uh, record the production does. The more I listen to Eclipse, you know, that's fantastic. I thought that album sounded great. A lot of their music as well has similarities but doesn't really sound like white snake so don't get me wrong i'm not saying they sound like white snake i'm just saying that it has similarities and this tune that i chose off of armageddon eyes sort of reminds me a little bit of like jelly roll off the blue murder record oh yeah 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 you know what i mean i, I totally know so when i first heard it I was like, oh, that's got a little bit of warrant to it. But now I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, so I love this tune because it's a little bit different side of Eclipse, but still an awesome tune. And I was a huge Blue Murder fan as well. And in particular, I loved Jelly Roll. I thought that was an awesome tune. But this song doesn't sound like Jelly Roll, but it has that same feel to it is what I'm saying. And so see if you agree. This is a song called Breakdown.
So one thing you'll notice in the four songs we picked so far, big choruses, great backing vocals, crunchy guitar, everything's kick your head in. Um, they have some ballads, but even their ballads are not super duper ballady, especially on the, the most recent three albums. But that is the Eclipse sound. So if you're digging it, you definitely want to go check these guys out. Yeah, definitely. You can go pick their records up. We'll give you a link in the show notes to go to Amazon and pick up uh, pick up some of these records and support these guys because they deserve to be supported. They're awesome. You're up, my friend. So my last pick. Now, if we hadn't already played my favorite song off of Momentum, I would have picked my favorite song off of Momentum, which is Vertigo, which is the opening track again. But we have played that back in uh, a few episodes ago. So I went to my second favorite song on Momentum, which is Never Look Back. And uh, it's got that uh, – Def Leppard hooks me on this sometimes where the, there's like this gang backing vocal that you'll be humming later, but you don't realize you're humming it. It's not one of those things. So check this out. Never look back. Another good one. Yeah. And I love that beginning chorus, love the melody. And, you know, it's interesting because Eric, uh, you know, he's worked with guys from Pretty Maids like Atkins or with Jeff. And so he's working with these different singers. But reality is Eric doesn't need another singer. Like he's great on his own. And I mean, something that we should mention, too, just from these songs alone is the guitar work that 
Magnus is doing in these uh, songs and on these records is fantastic. That guy is no slouch of a guitar player at all. Yeah, no doubt. We should definitely point that out. And, you know, out of the three songs that you played, probably Never Look Back is my least favorite out of those three that you played. But again, that's kind of like saying, uh, you know, I I prefer a pizza over a cheeseburger, but, you know, I'm not going to be getting rid of any cheeseburger anytime soon. <laughs> uh, you don't get to my size by saying no to food, baby. <laughs> so, so it's all good. Uh, never look back. Great tune. It's just uh, out of the three, that's the least uh, favorite for me out of those three. So on to my last song. Uh, my last song is going to come from Momentum as well, which was their latest record, which came out in 2017. And I am going to leave it by kicking in the door uh, with this tune. This is a song called Born to Lead. great song so a perfect example of what eric was talking about in the interview you don't need layers of guitar just turn your great guitar tone up yeah <laughs> i i loved it when he said that i'm like you just turn it up louder and it sounds better shit i guess it's right this this one goes to 11 <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh by the way so on the interview he was talking about the revolution saints did a eclipse cover yeah the song was to mend a broken heart. And I'll tell you that um, Eclipse's version is it's good, 
Revolution Saints did that song a lot better. A lot better. Did you know that was a Eclipse tune before the interview? I did not know that was an Eclipse tune before the interview. Yeah, me neither. I I had no idea that he had done some writing uh, for them. When I was uh, listening to all the tunes, you know, trying to pare it down to three, and I heard that song, I'm like, wait a second, I know that song, but I couldn't place it because I've heard the Revolution Saints stuff, but I haven't heard it enough to where I can just go in my memory bank and just pick it off like it was a Kiss song. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm like, I've heard that song before somewhere, and I just kind of tuned out to it until I heard the interview. So I'll say this. How good of a writer do you have to be when you're able to get a song on some on an album that is a band with Jack Blades, Doug Aldridge, and uh, Dean Castronova? <laughs> I mean, yeah. right there you got three guys that write pretty well on their own, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's like and that's what I'm saying is between Magnus and Eric to do a great job on the song, but they were competing against Dean and Doug. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, is it a fair comparison? Probably not, but Dean's smooth delivery on that song is incredible. Yeah. That's all good, man. It's very cool. All right. So that's it. I mean, we've shared some music. We urge you to go out and buy the, the albums and support the band. You heard the band. They had that awesome interview. I think this is a win-win episode for both current listeners and new listeners that are willing to learn something about a new rock and roll band. Yeah, there's a lot of great bands out there. Uh, Unfortunately, they all seem like they're in Sweden (laughs) for some reason. Um, But we got a a lot of great American bands, too. Don't get me wrong. But the problem with guys like Eclipse is... I don't know if you're ever going to see them in the States because as they send the interview, it's not easy to get a fan base here. Um, So either they're going to have to grab an American like Doug and add them to the band or, you know what, they're doing well enough in Europe and they don't really need it and they'll just come and play on cruises and festivals and that's it. And guys like me and Sonny will go uh, see them on a cruise ship. That's right. And you were absolutely right when you told Eric that one of the major reasons that we're even bought tickets for the cruise was Eclipse. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, I said, I, I didn't think, and this was all before the power prog thing. I was like, I told my wife, I said, this is one of those bands that I just don't know that we're going to see uh, over here in the States and get opportunity to see them. So uh, I love them enough. And, and, you know, are they the only reason we bought tickets? No, there's plenty of other stuff on that cruise ship I want to see, but, uh, definitely one of the, uh, one of the highlights for me. And I will be making that show no matter what. Oh yeah, no doubt. I'll plan the whole thing around whenever Eclipse is playing and they'll play twice. So I'll see them both times. No doubt. Yeah. So there you go. So that's cool. All right. Well, shoot, this has been a good lengthy episode and pretty damn good if I do say so my damn self. (laughs) And you did say so yourself. (laughs) Watch, we'll get a bunch of reviews. This episode blows. Yeah, that's right. No, just want to thank all of the listeners. Uh, Without you, we wouldn't have anybody listening, I guess. Did that make sense? I guess that did make sense. But anyway, we thank you for taking the time. We know you got a lot of choices out there, and we thank you for sticking with us. That's it. We appreciate all the feedback you guys give us. We appreciate all the reviews, all the ratings, Podchaser, iTunes, Facebook page. 
go to our Facebook page and take part in some of the polls and get in conversations with us. We definitely jump right in there on the conversations. So we appreciate all of that stuff as well. And um, what do you say we uh, do a little shuffle, rattle, and roll? Oh, whose turn is it? I don't know. You want to do it or shall I? Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I got my phone right here. All right. We will talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. She sat down at the table, discomfort in her eyes. Her words went on forever and took me by surprise. She let me down before I thought she found the way Jesus, can you help me Find something to say She's giving up She's letting go Did she walk away from love To the arms of another She's letting go Crashing down again Yeah, yeah mm. I sat down at the table Alone to write the song I couldn't help but wonder If she's laying in his arms I struggled with her reasons And things she had to say Jesus can you help me and bring her back to stay she's giving up she's letting go did she walk away from love to the arms of another she's letting go and I'm broken hearted baby she's reaching now for him as my world Crashing down again Close my eyes I still see her smiling I feel her in the bed Where we used to sleep I wanted more But she just stopped trying She begged me to set her free Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.